Hey everybody, welcome back to part two of the Gary Davies story. This picks up right as we find out whose feathers were ruffled on the April Fool's prank. Apparently we ruffled a lot of feathers, <laughs> a lot of feathers. So now we let that go and you know, it, 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 it goes by the by, a couple of weeks pass by. I'm sure this hit Gareth, short side. Gareth, well, no, luckily it didn't, it didn't. But Gareth and I now come to be leaving to go on our vacations. And something had happened, and Carol Sue was the chief person, chief person, mm -hmm. and she asked Gareth and I to extend. So basically, it meant we would be leaving midweek. So instead of leaving in Miami, we'd be flying out of St. Thomas midweek on like the Wednesday. So on the Tuesday, we're in San Juan. Gareth and I go off. We go to the mall. We go and catch a movie or something. We come back in. I go into my cabin. His cabin's next door. Next thing is he banged, I don't know whether he banged on my door or I banged on his, but there was an envelope on each each bed that said, be, if you want your luggage back, be in your cabin seven o'clock tonight. I'd had my laptop and a laptop bag taken and apparently Gareth had had a piece of hand luggage taken. So we're like, okay, what's going on here? So in our cabin, seven o'clock, knock on the door, room service with an envelope. We open it. And it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a puzzle. When you worked out what the puzzle was, it was a cabin number. And we had to go to that cabin. We were given a shot and another envelope. <laughs> we don't really remember much after about 11.30 to 12 o'clock at night. This was a whole bunch of people getting us back for what we thought to them. <laughs> Needless to say, the next morning when we signed off, I don't think I've ever been as hungover because obviously these drinks were all mixed as well. It wasn't, you know, it was, it was a right. good way to get us back. So the two of us are going off. We're going through immigration and then at the airport, but there's no air conditioning. I don't know if you've ever been to the airport in St. Yeah. Thomas. But yeah. then it was a bit of a shed. It wasn't really yeah. much yeah, of an yeah. airport. So oh, it was it was just the most unpleasant sign-off. <laughs> Hungover, hot, sweaty, pounding headache. And then the thing was, though, the first, before you go to the airport, you had to go to see the immigration. Obviously, it was INS in those days. So we yeah. were both standing there trying to appear sober. We thought we were fine, but apparently we were a bit... A bit, a bit on the edge. <laughs> Questions <laughs> were raised with the persons that were signing us off as to whether we could uh, actually travel safely. So yeah, that was my, that was my one story. <laughs> oh my god! Again, that is hilarious to see the the uh, the length of the stories and stuff that you guys did at a at a higher level. You know, this is why you don't piss off the persers. Because exactly. they're clever people. There are clever people all over that department, and they oh, yeah. they're they're a little bit devious. <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, if they're caught, then they just throw their set of keys overboard. Apparently, yeah, yeah. that's the easy way. Out. <laughs> Safe now. Okay, now we have two pursers admitting or hearing about throwing keys overboard let's see let's see if we That's can make awesome. it make it to a third did the hotel director you as a hotel director or somebody else play any tricks like that on on each other 
Yeah, I mean, over, over the years, definitely, definitely, there's been some some good pranks played. Um, <laughs> one a simple one for me was a recent birthday. My uh, my guys got into uh, my cabin and literally filled because obviously, as as you move up through the ranks, you've got a nicer cabin, so you've got a separate bedroom, separate bathroom, and that. But they literally filled my my bedroom and my bathroom with balloons. Just, <laughs> filled up everywhere couldn't move with saying that then I, I have I have just just thought of another one if you want to know a prank I once played a prank on Robert Taggart I waited five years to get him back he was food and beverage and I was on this was on the Nordic Emp- uh, Nordic Empress in 93 and something happened and I'm not going to share that side of the story but mm-hmm. basically he he got me a good one and I waited five years, and it was Taggart's 40th birthday. I was chief purser. He was hotel director. I don't know if you remember the layout of, like, the uh, the Vision class ships, but you had the shore excursions and the purser's desk, and you had an entrance in the middle. And then at the back was the crew staff office, the hotel director's office on one side, and on the other side used to be the purser's back office. So what we did was uh, we had all of his furniture removed from the office, the desk. I got the carpenters involved, took everything off the walls, literally stripped his office down to four bare walls. With the plumber, we got a, a toilet and mounted it on the wall and stood it on the... Remember those, remember those SQM manuals, the big blue SQM yeah. manuals? We uh-huh. used a bunch of them to stand the toilet against the wall. I got the printer to make a toilet sign for his glass door and then the crew staff literally toilet papered and ballooned and filled his office. I got the video guys to play on a loop on the TV channel. Happy 50th birthday to your hotel director if you see him around the ship. And then I just went in the next morning and I just waited because I knew what time he came in. I left my office door open, the door to the front desk open so you could hear the noise from the centre and just waited for Taggart to walk into his office and the next thing is the air went blue and he exploded I'm gonna you know it wasn't a day didn't go by if you weren't fired by Taggart if you weren't fired once or twice a day by him then you knew something something wasn't right so the next thing is he comes over to my office and he's ranting and raving about somebody's played his yoke on him and I kept stum about an hour later we had the HD's off the hotel directors meeting and he worked out who it was and he, he got me for it. it, kicked me out of my office so he could work on the computer, log in and do his work. But the problem, it backfired slightly on me because the guys that were meant to come and rebuild his office and put his desk and his computer back in and clear it and all of that stuff, we had like a major flood of about nine cabins. So the plumbers and the carpenters and everybody all had to go and take care of the guests first. So I ended up with nowhere to work for about five <laughs> or six hours and got way behind in all of my work. So it kind of paid me back, but it was worth it. it was absolutely worth it. And his only comments to me back after that was, he's like, wow, you've been grudge for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear some stories about the worst passengers that you've ever had to deal with because typically it goes you know they come to the front desk the front desk can't deal with them they go to a first person the first person can't deal with them they go to the cheap person cheap person can't deal with them finally they end up with in, in the hotel manager and so 
do you do you have any stories of the worst people that you've ever come in contact with? I'm sure it happens every week, so it's all right. I've got, I've, I've got one. Just just did uh, somebody that just personally upset me. We had we had a, an instance where there was a family, um, a, a father and, and and a couple of kids that played bingo for a seven day cruise. And on the last day, obviously, you know, bingo's not cheap on, on cruise ships. The packages are quite expensive right. and he played every day. And then on the last day, he bought $250 worth of- Oh my of, God, of, of dang. Tickets. Anyway, doesn't win. So the next thing is he's at the front desk wanting, uh, complaining, saying that he didn't use these and he didn't know it was gonna be that much money and, you know, trying to basically buy his remorse. So the bingo, uh, the, the, the person from cruise division who run bingo met with them and said, look, we'll, I'll, I'll meet you halfway. We'll, we'll refund you 50%. And he wasn't happy with that. And he's like, well, sir, he says, these are, these are your receipts for the whole of the cruise. You've signed this matches this signature. You know the price of them. I think it's fair if we say 50%. You know, if the kids hadn't, if these cards weren't punched and pushed through, fine then then we could look at something different but everybody's played all of these cards so anyway this 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 guy you know he gets upset wants to speak to the guest services manager speaks to the guest service manager the guest service manager turns around and says i, I think i agree it's a it's very fair you know there's nothing else that's going to be done i want to speak to your boss so he ends up speaking speaking to me so he comes in uh, he comes in, the, the guest, um, the guest services manager comes in, and then also the, the person running the, the bingo, the bingo host for, for that cruise comes in. And we have the same conversation and the whole thing's explained. And I turn around and I said, sir, I said, I have to agree with them. I said, I think it's, it, it's very fair. You know, you've signed, you've played before, you know what it, you know, the cost, you know, you know, the, Anyway, he then just decides to get really upset and he turns around and he just turns around and starts dropping the F-bomb, swearing at all of us in the office and basically you get turns nothing. around and goes, well, basically turns around to me and says, right, well, I'm, when I go in the dining room tonight, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cancel all of my tips. And when the waiter and the cabin attendant come to me and want to know, you know why I don't have an envelope for them or I'm just going to go and tell them, I'm going to tell them that you've got their money. So I said, okay. I said, well... I was going to be fair and give you the 50% up to this point. I said, but I'm not going to have you threatening the livelihood of people that have worked very hard for you all week, that haven't done anything wrong, that have broken their backs to give you a memorable vacation and to, to serve you and to, to give you lasting memories. I said, I'm sorry. I said, you can take it up with your, uh, with your credit card company. As far as I'm concerned, now you're going to be charged the full $250 Thank you very much. This meeting is over, and that was it. I just then asked him to leave my office, and you know, I just but I just didn't like for, for someone that can turn around and you know threaten the crew members that have worked so hard for them that live on tips. You know, that's that's yeah. where they get their who, that's how who, they make their money. Who had nothing to do with the bingo? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, it, it's just the people trying to get away with, you know, something that they obviously spent. And it's like, it's almost like having a meal and then saying, well, I, I, I don't think I should pay for it because, you know, I didn't like one little part of it. 
Um, I mean, that's not even <laughs> that part. Plate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They ate the whole thing and then say, nah, I don't think I should. You know, it's just absurd. The, you know, the gall of some people to actually think that, that that's appropriate behavior. Well, what is, what, what is interesting, you know, you, you raised a question before about things that have changed over the years. I think one of the best things that's happened as to Royal, and I'm sure this goes for other cruise lines, is the, uh, the guest con conduct policy. Because when we were right. on ships, you know, the guest was always right. Yeah. And we didn't really have any sort of a, any sort of a, a response or there was nothing that really covered the crew member or helped the crew member or worked right. in the crew member's favor if somebody was abusing them or being rude or so now what is it 2020 probably mid 2000s early 2000s world caribbean came up with this guest conduct policy and basically it's a list of uh it's a, a rule book of yeah, behaviors behavior and, yeah. and what and that's you know, we, we, we put people off the ship now, depending on yeah. their behavior. You know, you, you most, most situations you'll get a, a chance. You'll get, you know, you'll get called in, you'll have a meeting with the hotel director, the right. guest services manager, and normally either the security officer, if it's really bad, the staff captain. And normally they read the riot act and they sign to say that they accept that, you know, they've been spoken to. If it happens again, they're off. Right. That's so frustrating yeah. how, how people like, you know, we go back to this, you know, the customer's always right. You know, that's been set in stone in every uh, food and beverage and hotel and sea and, and you know, uh, and life pretty much. And, and you know, there's been a whole generation of people who has grown up to to take that for granted. Like, you know, mm -hmm. no, they're not always right because, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes they know exactly what they're doing. They know if you, well, if you speak high enough, you'll get your way, you'll get your money back. You'll get, you know, Well, that, that is also another thing that has developed over the, the past X amount of years with the, you know, with the internet and how all social media has developed. People now come on and know what to do to try and play the system. Right. To try. I mean, nowadays, one of the first things out of somebody's mouth is, "What's my compensation? What are you right. going to do for me? <laughs> what are you going? How how are you going to make up for that? You know, yeah, it right. never used to be like that. Now it's almost, you know, par for the course. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. I mean, I I've noticed that with you know a lot of businesses and you know especially in the cruise lines and from what I hear is that yeah if you don't behave properly you're gone though they don't hesitate to kick you out because the problems that that person may cause to other guests is not it's it's not worth keeping that guest on it's like well, that, that guest is that goes to a whole new level now because now that we're going to we're hoping to start cruising again and that's, right. there's a whole set of requirements that are going to be msc have been cruising in right. um in europe and one of their stipulations where you could only take if you you had to stay on the ship right. or you had to take a, uh, a company um shore excursion because right. then you were in this healthy bubble, bubble. Yeah. and they've had a couple of people that have gone off who decided, oh, I'm just going to go off and then yeah. wander around the town like we normally do. And they've actually stopped them coming back on the ship. It's happened on MSC and it's happened on um, AIDA, where they've actually well, just needs put the luggage happen. on the pier and said, you can't yeah. come on because wow. now it's so serious. You're, you're risking people's health with this right. whole COVID and this whole pandemic. 
So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it has to be. I, I mean, I, I'm, at a, I'm assuming that in the future, yeah, I, I, I wonder how well those companies have done. Like, I, I'm familiar with AIDA uh, uh, more than MSC because AIDA is a sister company to, well, Princess, so I knew, you know, several people there. And they're, they, they run a really tight ship. They, run, they do a really good job. But I wonder how, for those companies, how it's been going. Are they, are they sailing? They're not sailing at capacity, though, right? They're, they're, at, they're at a lower capacity? Um about 50%, 50, 60%. Wow. I had a friend who's, uh, he, he fronts a, a band, a Beatles um, tribute band, and he was hired once uh, to, to go on the MSC. Uh, mm-hmm. And he did a, like a three-month contract on there with his band doing, doing shows in one of their lounges. And he said it was, it was handled very, very well. And we've just um, finished our first cruise in, um, in Asia, the Quantum of the Seas, as oh, we wow. started cruising out there. So obviously they're testing all of the protocols and all of the different factors that have to be put in place that we're hoping now CDC has given us the go ahead. We can start bringing these in to get cruising starting again. Cause it's not just, yeah. it's not just for the likes of myself, who's a shipboard employee. There are hundreds of thousands of people that are involved in the infrastructure that supports the cruise industry. They're yeah. all unemployed or are all being furloughed or are all... Yeah, I, I don't think, you know, I know that the cruise industry got a black eye from this and it was mostly that you know, the blame was put on the cruise industry and this and that and also... But I don't think people realize the amount of people involved when you talk about the cruise industry. I mean, you're talking about... The entire um, tourism... Yeah, no, but not just the tourism, but I'm talking about even the, the stuff on the back end, all the supply lines, all those su- oh, right. supply chains. You're talking about all that food, all those, all, everything, the fuel, everything that's, that, that's, that surrounds the, the cruise the industry. Of those, the guys, the guys that, yeah. load, that put the exactly. luggage on, take the luggage off. Everybody, everybody, the, everybody the check-in and agents. And then you think about the islands that they go to. I mean, the Caribbean must be suffering tremendously right now. With without the cruise industry really helping them out because that's a big big part of their and getting you know run over by hurricane after hurricane after hurricane oh, yeah. and having no income pretty much. Well, we yeah. my wife and I had just been to uh, Cozumel just a few few weeks ago. Uh, something through through Sarah's work, um, the people she works for they they she, they had her come out for some some business. Um, but it's interesting. We took a walk around Cozumel, and it mm-hmm. was actually it was a ghost town. It was it was quite sad wow. to see the yeah. everything boarded up, all the all the storefronts, all the the shops that are normally full of all the knickknacks and all, all yeah. the junk, as well as all <laughs> of the you know Diamonds International and all of those. Right. And a few of them had opened up because the the dive the, the dive tourism is slowly starting to come back. Uh-huh. But um, seeing the place with no cruise ships and. I've never seen so many taxis in Cozumel in my life. They were all still out there. <laughs> no like problem catching are. one. Yeah, there was just nobody taking them. But it was wow. actually it was quite sad to see. Wow. Um, so you said a second ago. Let me let me ask real quick. When you said you're Sarah, so now this is ringing a bell. Sarah is your wife, right? Sarah Davies. Was she was she Sarah yeah. Wake before? Was she a dancer? Yes. Oh, okay. I know Sarah. I, I mean, I remember Sarah. <laughs> yeah, she was in some of the cast. Yep. Way to go. Way awesome. to snag a dancer. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking to see if she was looking at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're in my head, coach. Not- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Red hair. Red hair, Sarah Wake. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. I think we pretty well wrapped it up, unless you've got anything else for us, Gary. Before I go, just a quick question. Was there any, or has there been any traction on the idea of doing one of these, like, live with a whole bunch of people? Yeah. I saw somebody post so, that the other day. Yeah, on, Scott on, uh, Scott posted that, and we all said, wow, that's a great idea. So I think we're we're going to shoot for just before the holidays. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to get it done. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're going to try to see how it's going to all pan out, I, you know, and how many people are going to join. But I think it'll be a lot of fun to get as many people as we can on there. It would be fun. It would be asking for a train wreck. But you know, <laughs> I, say. I, I think it would be fun, though. We got to try it at least once, right? I mean, you know, train wrecks are fun to watch. Thank you so much, Gary. We really, really appreciate you coming on board the podcast. Um, I know this was kind of a stretch for you you're still working you know for royal caribbean and all this stuff but uh, man it was so great having you on great stories it was it was great we're gonna have you we're gonna have to have you back on when you get gary when you get back into the swing of the cruising industry and stuff you'll have to have us on uh so that we can do a a um uh, some podcasts on the ship there you go. Sounds good. Yeah. Real quick, we need to make sure that the next review, <laughs> next reunion that they have, like on a ship, we need to make sure that uh, if you're working, that it's uh, we we go on the ship that you're on. <laughs> if we good. are going to be on yeah. your ship, I apologize in advance for your office. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Hey, I, let me ask you one last thing, and, and this you're is well. just a new thing to me. And you've been cruising, you're, you've been cruising up to, to just recently. Um, are you aware of this duck society that plants the little rubber ducks on yeah. ships? Yeah, we have them all over the ship. We see them, see them every cruise. Really. Uh, Somebody, somebody who knows what that, I'm like, I swear it's a thing. I'm on the, somebody mentioned it. I went to the duck group. I'm, I'm on the duck group and they show them hiding in plants and yeah, all over the they ship. Leave them, like, you, you, you see them you, and obviously us because we're doing inspections and we're, you know, keep looking at, at, at places a lot more than the guests do. You see them all the time, hidden in all sorts of strange places with little notes and then somebody takes it, takes a photo with it and they write a note and they go and hide it somewhere else. And that, yeah, it's, it's fun. That is hilarious. Um, awesome. Well, it great. was a uh, great seeing you say hello, uh, say hey to Sarah again for me. And, um, uh, it was glad to have you. Glad to talk with you. Guys, yeah. it was nice. Take care, Gary. Right. Let's do it again. Bye guys. All right. Sounds <laughs> Bye. good. Bye. Ciao, ciao. That was great too. It's so that good was to see good. Gary again. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to see him. I love um, the uh, the different perspective of someone from his, you know, someone from a four stripe. Yeah, it's it's also kind of weird because, you know, yeah, of course, you know, people get promoted and he's been around for a long time. So you would expect him to be so a hotel director. But I still think of him in the rank when I worked with him. So I think of him as a second person <laughs> because that's, you know, that's that when we worked together, that's we were both second persons. Hey, everyone, the ship is about to set sail. Which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast in video, please visit our YouTube channel, My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now, and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!